0: Former Boston College quarterback Matt Ryan is finally out of Atlanta, being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to talk about why this is a great move for his career and why the Falcons never really did him many favors over the last few years. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College AJ Black. I am also the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin, part of the Sports Illustrated network of sites. This episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com/lockedon. Now, this isn't just one of the biggest Boston College pieces of news of the day. This is one of the biggest news pieces in sports today. As the Atlanta Falcons traded veteran quarterback Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round draft pick. Now, if you had listened to our podcast on Monday, Mitch Wolf, our uh, our Mondays with Mitch guest host, uh, said this would probably the team he'd end up with, and it made a lot of sense. The Colts had gotten rid of... Um, uh, Carson Wentz, their quarterback to the Washington Commanders, which is still weird for me to say, but that's the new team, and they need—they had a big need for a team that had a ton of talent around them, and we'll get into why this is a great move for for Ryan in just a second. But I want to talk about Matt Ryan and his time in Atlanta. Now, Matt Ryan threw for almost sixty thousand yards in fourteen years during his time with the Falcons. He won the MVP. He got the Falcons to the Super Bowl, who lost to the Patriots. And I don't think any Atlanta fan wants to talk about that at any point during this, but we'll bring it up. And he has been the role model of consistency in the NFL. Now, you could talk about the elite quarterbacks, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's Peyton Manning's, those guys during that time. But right below them. There's the Matt Ryans. And Matt Ryan, he belongs in that same class as, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, uh, you know, even Eli Manning a little bit. You know, they each have their own strengths and weaknesses. But, you know, they're not the elite elite, but they're still very, very good. And there's a lot to say that Matt Ryan is a future Hall of Famer. I would argue that he would, especially since I've heard all this talk about Rivers being one. If he's going to be one, Matt Ryan definitely should be it. But his time in Atlanta has clearly clearly run its course and it's not on him it's the team itself you know is not very good you know they have been near the bottom of the south for years now he has no talent left on that team you know he's got Kyle Pitts and you know a few guys here and there but they don't have any good wide receivers Julio Jones just left a couple years ago Calvin Ridley who we're not going to get into what happened to Calvin Ridley but he's gone for another year and so he you know and in the offensive line my that offensive line for years was atrocious and i'm not going to say they're still good they're good, any much better much better but you know they got this guy from boston college this guy named chris lindstrom who did a nice job last year and allowed zero sacks that being said Offensive line for years has been a big time issue for the Falcons and Matt Ryan was getting killed out there and no guy killed him more than Cam Jordan who made a, uh, Hey, where are you going at Matt? Uh, Kind of joke on Twitter earlier today. But so Matt, you know, it made sense like for, for every party involved for the Falcons, it's time to move on. You know, like you have a good quarterback and he's good enough that you're never going to bottom out. And if you want to get some of those like elite, recruits to our uh, prospects to kind of get your team to that next level, then you got to get rid of Matt Ryan. And that contract was prohibitive from them doing anything. You know, that was the other reason why this trade happened was because Matt Ryan is making insane, insane amount of money. Do um, you know, and Atlanta who's trying to rebuild needs that money to go other places. And so they found a team that will take it. You take whatever you can get a third round draft pick. It seems like the steal of the century. Cause it is, But you also get rid of that contract, and that contract was big time. Now they can look at, you know, the Falcons can look at Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, you know, Malik Willis, whatever quarterback. I I think that I've heard them link to to Pickett, but, you know, they'll have their chance to get that future quarterback this year, and that'll be a big move for the Falcons. So that is a good move for them. Now, for Matt Ryan, this move is even better. It gets him out of Atlanta, which, you know, it was just getting stale there, right? You know, he wasn't getting anywhere. You know he had been getting hit all the time with that bad offensive line. He had no weapons left. He gets to go from he gets to go from the jalopy to the penthouse. Now the the Colts they haven't won anything big yet, but this team is in good shape and they just needed a good quarterback. And he is he's a mile better than Carson Wentz. So he gets to go there. He has arguably one of the top two or three running backs in the country. He could be the best at some point, but Jonathan Taylor, uh, who's incredible, he finally gets to sit back in luxury as he actually has an offensive line that won't get him killed. And so that's also a positive. He has some good receivers. You you never know if T.Y. Hilton can have a resurgence, but Michael Pittman is an excellent wide receiver. And that might be a position they go after in the draft. There's some really good wide receivers out there. You add another one on with those two, and you all of a sudden have three good wide receivers. It would make a lot of sense to do that. Uh, and then you have a great defense. the The Colts had a very, very good defense uh, under Frank Reich. So they're starting to get their their stuff together. Now the only challenge for Ryan heading into this team is that he right now in the in in the NFL, there is the one conference that looks very strong and ones the other. <laughs> and the NFC is very weak right now, it seems like you have you I mean, Russell Wilson traded his um, you know, his colors to Denver you have a lot of really good teams. I mean, you have the chiefs, you have the bills, you have uh, the Broncos are starting to look like they could be someone to, to watch for the Browns added Deshaun Watson and, and whatever you want to say about that. But I mean, they look like they're better. Who knows where Baker Mayfield may end up, but, and then the chargers, I mean, the chargers re- reloaded on defense to go along with Justin Herbert. So the AFC could be a really tough out, but the Colts look like they're ready to do it. So You know This is a great move, and it's going to be tough. It's going to not be tough. It's going to be weird seeing Matt Ryan not in the Atlanta Falcons uniform, but this is the best thing for him. He gets to get out of a bad situation with a team that wasn't going to go anywhere while he was still there and gets to go to a team that looks like they're going to be competing in the playoffs, and we'll get to see what Ryan can do when he has that talent around him. Because for years now, it's been Matt Ryan trying to save the Falcons, and he didn't have much support around him. He's not going to have that issue anymore. So this is a great move for Matt Ryan. This is a good move for the Falcons. It's good for everyone involved. And, you know, as a Pats fan, I'm not looking forward to seeing Matt Ryan play against uh, the Patriots uh, every year or so. So uh, that'll be a a different story. But in a moment, I want to talk a little bit about some basketball news, as there were two player, a player and a coach that are heading their way out of Chestnut Hill. I'll explain why. Eh, neither of them really mean that much, but it's still a bummer to see them leave. Did anyone out there take Kentucky and Baylor, and now your brackets busted? Yeah, mine's not looking too good either. But I still get some cash from my stat hero pickup If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really gonna miss out. You're really missing out because it is amazing. The Stat Hero single game pick 'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage because resulting in their gamers winning 4 times more often why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply just post the sets of players for you to take on with the set of players you choose. Set Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was all about. So head on over to stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. And if you have not done so already, we are available wherever you get your podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Find us on YouTube at Locked on Boston College and just listen to us. If you're enjoying this, I am my goal with this podcast is to make Boston College sports interesting every single day. Like you can get Boston College news here or there, you can read the, you know, get a nice personal interest story in the Globe. I'm giving you what my analysis, my thoughts about these games, my thoughts about these players and where these programs are going. And hopefully, you can agree with me. You can disagree with me. I don't care. You know, some of the stuff I say, I know I I got someone who said, you know, AJ, I heard you say this about Jeff Halfley and the quarterbacks. I don't think you're right. Hey, I'm glad you're listening, right? So, thank you all who have made Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning. And if you haven't done so already, make it your first listen too. Whether it's when you're walking the dog, you're doing dishes in the morning. If you're listening, if you're like my wife and listen to podcasts to go to sleep, I don't think my voice is going to help you go to sleep. At least I hope not. Uh, but listen to Locked On Boston College, and I hope you enjoy it. We're going to have a lot of good stuff this summer. Uh, make sure to check it out. We're doing it five days a week. So on yesterday's show, I had news break while I was recording, and I already had my whole docket filled with stuff to talk about, so I didn't get a chance to really bring it up. But uh, it, it actually kind of dovetailed nicely into today where Chris Arkwood, the former Boston College assistant coach, well, he was the assistant coach until 24 hours ago, is now the head coach of the Maine Black Bears. Maine fired their head coach, Richard Barron, who was uh, really struggling with the Black Bears. They were 21 and 75 over four years. So he he earned his way out. He quit basically in the middle of the season or resigned, not quit. And Markwood is now set to take over. Now, Chris Markwood, he is from Portland. He played for the main back black bears. You know, he's got a lot of history in the American East. So he is the perfect fit for this, for this job. And is this a big loss for Boston college basketball? No, because, you know, I think, you know, you look at the three assistants, you have three assistants under Earl Grant that he hired last year, Anthony Goins, you have Chris Markwood and then Jim Molinari. Now Jim Molinari is the kind. He's basically kind of like your Scott Spinelli, like the the leader on that that bench. He's the defensive guru. He is. He's the big one. He's the big fish on your on your coaching staff. Um, and, you know he has a ton of experience. He's been around big programs like Oklahoma. You know things like that. Anthony Goins is right behind him. Anthony Goins is a young and up-and-coming coach who is with Clemson. He ended up joining with Earl Grant in Bo- at Boston College. I think he's a good recruiter. Chris Markwood, I'm not knocking, and this is not to knock him. I'm just saying he's replaceable. And, you know, he's not a. it's not a huge loss because it's not like in football where you if you lost like a czar door over him, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what's going to go on now? Markwood, you could find other guys to do what he did. Markwood had a, a a good, you know, pedigree for what you wanted to do with this program. He coached at Northeastern, he coached at Vermont. He knew the Northeast area really well. And from the rumors, I or not the rumors, from the the conversations I've had, I've heard he was really good with like AAU coaches, and you know, he would be able to kind of help Boston College get those inroads back in locally. But so did Anthony Goins. Anthony Goins is a local guy too, so it's not like. you're you're, you're losing your your main um, connection to those schools. So Mark was gone, and now uh, Earl Grant, in his first year, will do what Jeff Halfley didn't have to do his first year, which is find a new assistant. And so this will be something worth watching. You know, you can probably guess some names, but it's really tough to kind of figure out where they went. I mean, Jim Molinari came completely out of left field. There was that George Mason coach last year that I had heard uh, was going to probably be the next assistant there. He ended up somewhere else. It's a crapshoot with assistants sometimes. And I think that's where it's going to be here. But Mark Wood, I, I wish him luck. Uh, I, I have to laugh because when I wrote my article on him on com, this is just a weird side side tangent here. Uh, you know I have my, my my picture database of stuff that I'm legally allowed to use to put up for pictures. And I was like, "Ah, he's a backup coach. I'm never going to f- I mean, he's an assistant. I'm never going to find any pictures." I put him in, and what do I find? There's a picture of him holding a board that just says naked. And I know, I know it's a d- defensive thing. But it's it's just like, I mean, you could play like, you know, a- enter a caption to this picture because it's just it's just so random. Um but that, anyways, I'm getting off on a side tangent here. So Mark Wood, he's gone. He's gonna be going someplace else. We'll have to keep an eye out where um, you know, where BC goes next and and see what happens because they're gonna to wanna to get that coach in to get to fill that spot. Now, it wasn't just a coach that left Boston College on Monday. Boston College also lost a player off of their roster too. And it's one that I think most people eh, – it wouldn't, it wouldn't say it would surprise you, but he wasn't higher on the list of people who could enter the transfer portal. Kanye Jones, a true freshman, entered the transfer portal according according to verbal commits. Uh, he did that on Monday. I've seen him retweeting it all, so I'm guessing it's true. Um, and so Kanye Jones – Again, this is not a huge loss for Boston College. And again, this is I, I just like with Markwood, this is not saying this is a knock on him. I'm saying that, you know, maybe going someplace else will be a better fit for Jones because you watch players in any sport and you can see, you know, where their strengths and where their weaknesses are, right? You watch on in basketball, right? And you see that, you know, uh, James last year, James Karnick was stronger around the rim but he couldn't really shoot from far outside. You could see that McKay Ashton Langford uh was not a very good outside shooter but could really drive the hole well. You you know, right now you could see you know like Jaden Zachary, he's good on defense. I could not t- you know, watching Jones, I just couldn't see what his strength he brought to this team was. He just looked like a warm body out there at points. Like he averaged about 1.8 points per game. He had less than a rebound per game. He didn't look all that strong on defense. He looked like a, a really, really raw freshman. And that's kind of what he was. I mean, you look at his recruiting profile, and, I, you know, the, uh, Earl Grant brought three guys in. He brought in Dexter, Devin McLaughlin, who we never saw, and I don't know what his deal is. Um, Jaden Zachary and uh, Kanye Jones—all these guys really late in the process, and guys that he had connected with at College of Charlestown. right? I think all three of them were. Um, well, Kanye Jones, his offer list was like—it's not even like the the Goodman majors. It was like College of Charleston, Cleveland State, Drake, you know, uh, Buffalo. So like, really kind of like really middling teams. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, if you're going to compete in the ACC every week, that you'd want a, a stronger offer sheet than that. So, you know, Jones, he he started off really well with BC. He had 12 points a game that I mean, 12 points in that opening game against Dartmouth, but after that, it all kind of just slid. And then he by the end of the season, I, I wrote it on BC Bulletin, he only had four times in the last 13 games that he played more than 10 minutes, and. I, I I ask you to think what were what was the highlight of that time? I mean, he just he was just kind of there. And so maybe this change will be good for everyone. Boston College will get a recruit a scholarship back, which they could use to hit the transfer portal because there's about a million guys already in there, or figure out if that's what Makai Ashton Lankford's gonna fill um, if he comes back for one more year. And then Kanye Jones may be able to find a program that's more fits his style. Um, so it's not a it's not a knock on Jones. This is I one of my my goals in doing this podcast is not to rip the athletes. I, I'll tell you if there's a part of the game that I feel is, is weak, but I just he just didn't seem like he meshed with that team. Um, and so this is not a, a, a bad move at all. And hopefully it works out for all parties that are involved. And I'm going to go on record right now and say this isn't the last one. There's definitely going to be probably at least one more or two more uh, players that will probably enter the portal. And then Grant will have some wiggle room on that transfer portal. We'll have that all covered here at Locked On Boston College and on bcbulletin.com. In a moment, we'll talk about BC women's taking care of business against Quinnipiac. You're going to want to hear my thoughts about that game and more but first of all it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite vegas casino games head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Thank you all for listening, and uh, happy Tuesday every, or Wednesday every, yeah, Tuesday everyone. God, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, but there was a big g- game on Monday at Boston College, as BC easily defeated Quinnipiac, And as I speak, they're up by 21 points. Um, I have to record this a little bit before the game is over, but I was going to wait to the very, very end, but I'm like, oh, they're they're smoking them. So they're up 21 points right now. And, I mean, the story of the game, and it was the game that you had been waiting for, has been Taylor Soul. Taylor Soul had 30, they just took her out, with 33 points and 16 rebounds. Uh, you know, just an absolutely dominant performance from Seoul. Now, BC, they came out roaring in this game, really taking control of this game early with a 20 to 9 uh, first, first quarter. And uh, it was funny that, you know, they showed it on BC uh, BC Women's Basketball's Twitter. BC hit two buzzer beaters in the first two quarters. Uh, they weren't like long buzzer beaters, but they were to- two deep threes, and that kind of really does kind of set the tone for for the Eagles. So you had Soul with twenty, I mean S- Schwartz with twenty, Soul with thirty three, and Garrod with thirteen. BC was shooting incredibly well from the field, shooting fifty one percent overall, but forty two percent from three point range. That's going to win you a lot of games. And credit to Quinnipiac. As well, you know they beat URI and they're they're a good team. They had 21 wins. Uh, they they did not go away. BC, you know, uh, it looked like this game was going to go away, uh, get out of hand really quickly, and they only were outscored by BC in quarters two and three by three points total, and then BC kind of pulled away in the second, uh, the fourth period, a uh, fourth quarter, excuse me, to take control of the game. So this really was. I mean, it you know. It really was a one quarter. That first quarter, they just took care of business, and that was it. And so after this, Boston College will go on to play Columbia at home. And that game, I believe, it's it's round three. They haven't announced the times yet. It's between the twenty third, which is Wednesday, and the twenty sixth, which is on Saturday. So it'll be in between there. Now Columbia has two wins. They beat Holy Cross and Old Dominion. I mean. BC, I mean, I, you, when you look at who BC is playing against, you know, it's Ivy League, it's a MAAC, it's, you know, the America East. You know, these are not like power five teams, and it's not even like the really good mid-majors. But, hey, any weirder things can happen. So they get to face Columbia, and then they're going to probably play the winner of Seton Hall VCU slash VCU or Drexel. If they can get past Columbia. But, you know, it's home court advantage, I think, until the end. So BC can continue playing at, at, at Alumni at, at Conti Forum. So congratulations to them. This is fun. It's always nice to see them take a nice, you know, long postseason run here. And that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they beat Maine by 25, they're beating uh, Quinnipiac by 23 with about a minute left. This is just an all-around great performance for BC. They're they're showing why they're the number one seed in the NIT. So congratulations to the women here, and uh, it's always fun to end the season on a strong note. Just one last little coaching news. Uh, yes, on yesterday's episode, I talked about potential coaches getting sniped from other schools, uh, and one of the things I brought up was Earl Grant possibly getting hired by South Carolina. I know he. I had been told, and I said this a couple times, by a reliable source that he'd been kind of vetted out by South Carolina, but he did not end up being their head coach. They did end up hiring Paris Ford from Chattanooga. And based off of what message boards genius say, say message board genius, Twitter account says, if you ever follow them, they're great. They just post parody, um, to, not parody, but real message board comments from different sites that come across. almost like parody the South Carolina fans are not happy about that hire. I don't think they'd have been happy if they hired Grant, but that's one you could take off your board. So, uh, this this is AJ Black on tomorrow's episode. It is recruiting wrap up Wednesday. I have so much to talk about. It's gonna be more than one segment on this one. So hopefully you're really into our recruiting talk. It's one of our most uh, sought after segments. So if you have any recruiting news that you want me to bring up, please just hit me up on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or at Locked On BC. Again, this is AJ. Thank you all. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Have a great day. Stay strong, everyone.